Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 220, recorded at Big Dog Studio. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Herbal Nerd Society. Check out the Herbal Nerd Society. Learn more at practicalherbalist.com. Click on the Join the Herbal Nerd Society tab, and you'll get all the scoop. Great. So this podcast was... This podcast that you are about to listen to was recorded in 2018, and then we held it, waiting for Thomas to put together something big and special and exciting. So you guys are going to want to watch the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine over the upcoming months, because I know he's got big news coming out soon. For now, you can enjoy the show. Many of us have heard of herb camps and herbal retreats, but rarely do we connect those to the old European concept of the convalescent health retreat or the Indian practice of Ayurvedic Panchakarma therapy. Today we're talking with Thomas Easley, director of the School of Eclectic Herbalism and founder of Functional Herbalism about the value of full immersion herbal healing. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Welcome, well, Thomas. Hi, so Sue. wonderful to have you back. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's so very good. <laughs> so one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is all these herb camps and herbal retreats and all of that. And I was thinking about how those connect with that old British phrase about, I'm going to retreat to Bath. My doctor says I should do that. Well, I can't remember what they called it, but... So, actually, you're going to have to tell me more about herb camps and herb retreats, because that's not a thing where I'm at. Is that a thing here on the West Coast? Well, most of what I've heard, I've heard a few people are going for, like, spa-like weekends. So, it's really more spa-like. It's not not because I've got an issue. It's more like I want to retreat and get away from the hectic lifestyle and Mm -hmm. all of that. I just have massage therapy in there. And I don't know that they're, they're dealing with herbalists. I mean, we should be there. We should, you should we go should have a spa there. and check out I and see go. what they're doing. Well, I don't like people go. touch me. Like oh, there that. you go. I could go for a spa. I don't mind yeah. the right people touching me. Research. Yeah. It's research. research. Yes, yeah, research. Exactly. Research. Spies. But I might I, have to talk to the bookkeeper about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the concept is solid, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, when we talk about uh, holistic health, you don't get more holistic than herbalist. Right. At least in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I know that there are retreat centers with the uh, medical directors and naturopaths, but mm-hmm. uh, where are the herbalists at? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. true. So yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it, it it stands to reason that if getting away, if you're when struggling with stress, for instance, and just getting away even for three or four days into an environment where you're eating a plant based diet and you're having quiet and, you know, perhaps people are leading meditation sessions or yoga sessions and that sort of, if that's healthful, mm-hmm. how much further could you take it if you were looking at for someone who really has, has a much bigger problem than just some stress? Mm-hmm. I did have a friend who uh, just got back from a month long uh, yoga training in India. Oh. And uh, it was uh, sun up to sundown yes. yoga. And uh, about halfway through, they were having some issues with the the physical acts that they were doing, and uh, mm-hmm. they wanted to um, they wanted to pull out of uh, the program and stop at two weeks instead of the full four. And long story short, the the director there said, "No, 
Uh, you can't. Uh, in addition, uh, you get two hours of meditation every day at lunchtime. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so <laughs> nice. they so they started uh, um, with uh, just an amazing meditation instructor, and nice. uh, within a few days, uh, they were uh, they had moved past the physical limitations uh, yeah. that uh, had been preventing them from doing mm-hmm. this thing and, and just said it was just the most transformative experience of their life. Mm-hmm. And I also have wondered yeah. for a long time, like, uh, what if that was available, right? right. Like, yeah. What type what of success could, uh, could you see uh, if there were no limitations? And I think the right. biggest limitation is uh, compliance, Right. Oh, yes. that's so true. I, yes. I, I'm an herbal consultant too, so is Candice. And there are so many patients that have come through and be like, I am at their beck and call. You know, you sweetheart, you call me, but they won't. Right. They right. they won't. They're they're mm-hmm. or they come back to you on this next visit and they say, Oh yeah, I did all those things. And you're like, Let me see the tincture bottle. Oh look. Right there, I can tell by just looking you at the level. You haven't been taking the dose. Yeah. You know, I, I can smell meat in your in your apartment here. Yeah. You were on the gout diet. Right. You're not supposed to be eating beef. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, they yeah. just, not that, that you want to force them, but you want to have right. a space where they can, they can comply. Mm-hmm. Compliance can be really challenging. Yeah. I mean, if you've we, got roommates. We just, we do a simple program called the shred, which is just really going gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, for 10 days. It's really short. It's hard to comply to that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? No, and like, uh, I, I, I'm not, when I have compliance issues with clients of, um, I'm not blaming them. Right? Right. No, no, life no, no. is hard. It's that's why. Hard. Like, that's why compliance, even on that simple shred, life gets in your way. You were you're three days in, and you weren't expecting, you know, to get the call from the school, and now you've got to go down and deal with something for your kid or whatever, and you're stressed mm-hmm. out. And God, that candy bar, that chocolate bar, just sounds like it would be an excellent supper. But you need something to pull yourself out of that regular yeah. routine to break the other routines exactly. that are crippling you, that are exactly. literally crippling you. Yeah. And, and sometimes you have the vitality and the resources to do that at home yourself. Yeah, the support. And sometimes you don't. Like right. I right. I have a cookie problem, right? <laughs> My problem is if I have uh, cookies in front of me, I eat them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, that is yeah. a problem. If That'd I don't have cookies thing. in front of yeah. me, yeah, I'm a cookie monster, right? Uh-huh. But yeah. if I don't buy cookies, I don't eat cookies. That's right. my secret. Uh, yeah. Like my compliance uh, is uh, somebody else needs to shop because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> because if I walk into the store, I'm going to buy some cookies. Is <laughs> one of those Harry <laughs> Potter folding things for you so that you can't even see the cookie right. aisle? Right. So, <laughs> so like I, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old. Uh, I was raised in herbalism and natural health. Uh, My entire life uh, has been about uh, healing and herbalism. And a cookie version. And I have a cookie issue, right? Like, (laughs) I can't imagine what somebody who puts in 60 hours in a bullshit job uh, in this uh, crazy, stressful culture that we live in that has no education on health. I can't imagine what they go through. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so uh, where I'm at is uh, like, uh, what if uh, compliance uh, wasn't an issue, right? What if uh, people could go to a place uh, and uh, be fed the food? Not that like uh, the one diet that fixes everybody, but like 
something, <laughs> something for them. Something for them, yes. Right? yes. Just and buy the, my book in the program. Yeah. And I'll go <laughs> to yours. Well, yeah. 99. Yeah. <laughs> what if uh, you uh, could go someplace uh, and have uh, healthy food cooked for you and take cooking classes to learn how to cook healthy for yourself when you leave there? Right. What if in that place uh, you uh, had somebody to go on a walk with you? What if in that place uh, you could uh, soak in a hot tub or get a massage or take a yoga class? Uh, yeah. Or what if, uh, and here's a radical idea, you could actually see an herbalist uh, instead of uh, somebody else. Uh, yeah, you, know? you could see it, an herbalist like every day. Like, so in, in- all of these ideas were floating through my head and I've had a really varied practice. I've seen clients out of the back of uh, health food stores and at Starbucks and uh, right. <laughs> mobile clinics in Haiti. And I've made house calls uh, and yeah. uh, I've always enjoyed that model. And so I had this idea like, oh, what if uh, we could do those things uh, for a select number of people? And I brought in a handful of people um, to our school and uh, they've stayed for, you know, three weeks or a couple of months uh, and uh, I've been able to show them how to cook uh, and, uh, you know, the, the model that I've used on just a handful of people. And so I don't know how scalable it is and how well it would work. But the model that I've used is uh, I see them uh, at like uh, 8, 12, and 5, three times a day. Three times a day I can look at their tongue and I can take their pulse and I can ask how they're feeling and I can tweak their formulas and add this on and uh, say, hey, tomorrow, why don't we try this? And, you know, there's more holism in uh, that type of environment uh, than in any other type of practice uh, that I have personally done. And I've seen some really remarkable results. And I think that this is, you know, like the traditional or a traditional approach. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of like what Nick Polizzi is doing with the sacred science. He's a shaman mm-hmm. or he's, he, he's a shamanic, he works with shamans, he works with shamans and he's, he's, I can't say he is a shaman, but he's learning. He's, you know, and I don't know how. You he's know. been bringing people to shamanism yeah. in the Andes. Yep. So he's been doing intensive programs where he'll, it's a, just a handful of people that go. Mm-hmm. And the the medicine man comes and, and does exactly what you're saying. Three times a day comes through. They provide all the food. So the person that's healing doesn't have to you know cook for themselves and all of that and gets the diet that's going to be right for what they're doing and and it's it's really quite intensive but they've seen he's seen some remarkable results i know this was something that was done you know in like indian ayurvedic um, traditions they have the practice of panchakarma which is often done in a clinic like setting where you go and you go through all the different pieces of it and they're you're there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a similar type of thing. I would bet the traditional Chinese herbalism has another something similar. I know older old European right. you know that was that was a common practice in in you know Victorian England. Yeah. Right I mean, before. There's a tradition in Western herbalism of like a, if you have cancer or some incurable disease, you go and live with your herbalist yeah. until you get better or die. Yeah. So that type of care is not uh, outside of the realm of uh, possibility, nor is it outside the realm of uh, our history. Uh, but it's difficult to do now. You know, the 
facilities required and the time required yes. and, and the capitalism money issue. The capitalism mm-hmm. money issue, I think, stops a lot of people even from doing the simple, small things they could do for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like hiring a, you can hire a personal chef. You don't have to be a super wealthy person. You could do that in theory mm-hmm. for a short duration, you know, two to four weeks or something mm-hmm. like that and learn from that part. You could theoretically do that. Right. But there's the capitalism and the money yeah. that that becomes expensive. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I mean, I just even think about, you know, taking a month to go to a t- retreat center. How do you pay your mortgage during that month? I mean, yeah. take you know, out the going to a retreat center just to yeah. take a month off. Exactly. Right? Even just take a month off. How do you pay your mortgage that month? I couldn't. I, yeah. I think for people that are very ill. They're going to have to take a month off anyway. So yeah. they might as well take a month off healing yes. rather than take a month off dying. You're right. Or struggling or whatever, yeah. whatever their yeah. thing is. Some people are so sick. Yes. You know, if you were on SSI, for example, you know, you were so sick that the government has said, this is how we're just kind of keeping you alive for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so here's your monthly check. Yeah. You know, there are, there are a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. You know, so to be able to have a place where you can learn something new and change your life, it's worth every penny. Yeah. Well, so, so what would that look like if you were your dream? Yeah, like if you could I mean, manifest this, is, this, what would that look like? This is my dream, um, is to have a place where people can go to get better. And uh, um, what it looks like a handful of times uh, is... Uh, you know, we have uh, a 500-acre uh, botanical sanctuary and a school, and uh, um, we have uh, extra rooms. And so I'm taking on a handful of people, uh, and uh, they get the uh, meals and the cooking classes uh, and uh, the herbs and the time in nature and the walks. And so my, uh, let's see, Oh, a case last year was really interesting. Um, so I had a, a 30-year-old come to me with a presumptive diagnosis of Crohn's disease. Uh, mm-hmm. They hadn't done the colonoscopy yet, but the uh, imaging showed uh, inflammation in the large intestine, averaging between 25 and 30 bloody bowel movements a day. Oh, ouch. And uh, oh, I can't imagine I had them to one normal bowel movement a day in eight days. Wow. And they stayed for uh, two months, uh, culminating their experience with a 10-day water fast that uh, completely changed their life. They lost uh, 30 pounds. And weight loss is not what we're going for. No, no. But a side effect of uh, getting healthy and addressing their you know, undiagnosed uh, sleep apnea and uh, calming down their inflammation and their large Mm -hmm. intestines and uh, eliminating their food allergens and becoming nutritionally replete. And, you know, a side effect of all of this uh, was a significant weight loss. Uh, When they came, they they were so anemic that uh, they couldn't walk, you know, 50 yards uh, without panting and without being completely exhausted right. and by the time they left they were hiking two two and a half miles no problem nice. oh that's and, beautiful uh, it felt so good for them oh my like gosh. they just got their life back yeah 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 really for you know 
a 30-year-old uh, yeah. to be in such poor health and to regain their health in such a relatively short time period right. was life-changing. They've continued their yeah. health practices Good. Uh, and uh, they're now, you know, they had uh, um, OCI and costochondritis and all of these inflammatory structural issues. It's gone. They're, yeah. you know. body will The body truly will do perform miracles if you give it the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, mm. you have to give it to the basic nutrients that it needs, to, mm -hmm. and you have to get out of its way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of uh, the problems of chronic disease, uh, I believe, occur because uh, we just do things continually to get in the way of yes. our innate ability to heal. Yes, I bet you that client had some pretty profound emotional breakthroughs too. They did. Probably dealt with a lot of stuff that was, you know, yeah. trauma yeah, and so whatnot. Yeah, actually for that client, uh, um, EMDR-based trauma therapy was a, a mm -hmm. component. But my experience has been when there is a deep-seated trauma that a lot of times people, even with the best therapist, uh, they might not have the vitality to deal yes. with it, yeah. right? And yeah. so it's exhausting. It is. It uh, is. It is. So if you can uh, slowly build and nourish uh, mm -hmm. and increase that vitality, then I think you have a much better chance uh, of uh, dealing with deep-seated emotional problems. Uh, so yes. my goal wasn't like, okay, you know, you're screwed up. Let's get you into therapy, right? Right. Yeah. My no. goal was, uh, hey, let's work on. Uh, building up uh, your energy, you know, mm -hmm. helping your anemia, yes. working on improving your digestion and elimination, reducing the systemic inflammation, stabilizing your nervous system, building your nervous resi resilience. And uh, that process took, uh, you know, six weeks. Yeah. And yes. uh, then they were ready to engage with a, a good therapist. And sometimes it's the yeah. opposite, right? Sometimes. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, I, I've, I've seen that where they've gone through the therapy and done all of that stuff, and yet still the illness is lingering. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed, uh, there was um, a post that Sean Donahue made on Facebook last spring, mm -hmm. and he, he noted that in the fascia, which is the, you know, the, the cellular or the, fluid mm -hmm. and stuff all around pretty much everything in your body. Mm -hmm. the, the fluid that, that, that holds toxins and that holds essentially, you know, chemical components mm -hmm. that are very strongly linked to all those emotional things. And when he, when he posted that, I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. Cause I know that for myself, whenever I've done like a massage therapy, for instance, mm -hmm. when I was healing some back problems that I've had, you do the massage therapy and all this like stuff would come up as I, as the massage therapist is moving the fascia around, you know, mm. just getting it moving again. And then my body processes that out. And the stuff that was coming up was stuff that I'd already dealt with. Mm. I've done my therapy. I've done my work. I've done my spiritual work. I've done my journey work. I've done thousands of things to heal this. And the last piece that's so often missed in therapy is the physical component it's still rooted in your body. You have to get it out of your body the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. When emotionally it stopped getting processed or was blocked, it also physically got blocked. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And uh, like just to, to throw a shout out to Sean, uh, Sean Donahue. Yeah. Um, 
you can find SeanDonahueHerbalist.com and uh, the Portland School of uh, Herbal Wisdom is his school. And uh, I believe this year's full-time program is going to include um, lectures by Kenneth Proffrick, uh, which is joining him, and uh, Ray... Oh, I forget her last name. But Sean, I think the world of him, yeah. he has a really great thing going on at his herb school. So if you yeah. get a chance to check out his writings or his school, he's really accessible and has mm-hmm. some amazing stuff. Definitely. Yeah. I, I met him briefly and I really would like the opportunity to get to chat with him again because he was a really he was a neat guy. He really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he has uh, Brandon himself as the somatic herbalist. Uh, and uh, I, re- I really I love that. Right. So he yeah. um, one of his philosophical roots is that uh, he wants to help people embody their body. Nice. And, I like that. Uh, you know, I think about a lot of the problems that I see in my practice, and uh, it, it often has to do with uh, how we identify ourselves uh, and uh, are we in connection with our body? You know, are we yeah. viscerally experiencing our world? Or are we stuck in our head or are we stuck right. in past trauma? Are we worried about future problems uh, or yeah. are we in the present? And Sean does an amazing job of. Uh, you know, integrating uh, modern psychiatric somatic practices uh, with uh, herbal adjuncts that help you embody your body. So you mentioned yes. him, and I just wanted yes. to give him a little bit more of a shout That's out. That's awesome. Yeah, guy. thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so bring that back around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring that back around. You know, Healing is so multifaceted, and uh, sometimes what people need is uh, just uh, a little uh, gentle advice and nudge in the right direction, and uh, sometimes people need a swift kick in the ass, Uh, and sometimes (laughs) uh, people need a place to go to get away from, you know, life's shit. Yeah, honestly, I mean, some of my most profound breakthroughs have happened when I've been completely out of, you know, like I'm traveling or I'm just out of my normal routine away from the family. Not that I don't love my family, but it it breaks all those responsibilities and gives you a freeness to be able to examine Mm -hmm. the patterns that you've picked up. Sometimes those patterns, you picked them up years ago Mm -hmm. when it made sense and now it doesn't make sense yet. You still persisted in the pattern. Yeah. You know, well, that's one of the things with kids having a chance to go to camp. Yeah. You know, like there's camps that are specifically for kids that have had a death in the family or different yeah. things like that. It just pulls them out of the space that they're in and gives them a chance to kind of shake their heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then say, okay, okay, maybe it's not okay, but right now it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I go back home, it's probably going to be shitty again. Right. But for right now, I'm breathing. Yeah. And I can look at things and reevaluate and know that this isn't forever. Mm-hmm. If it's not real this week, you know, and other things are my priority, that means in the future, some of those things that I'm just barely surviving at home, they're not going to be forever, too. Right. And that's a really healing space. That is. Well, 
So going someplace for a healing retreat isn't accessible to everyone. So I want to try a thought experiment. Okay. Uh-oh. Let's do it. All right. Unscripted thought experiment. I'll do that. that. How how might we make this something uh, that is more easily obtainable for the average person, right? Like, so here is one suggestion that I've made to some of my clients. And, And frequently, they love the suggestion, right? I often will ask people to do a uh, uh, three-day sleep challenge. Uh, Paul Bergner introduced me. Sleep for three Uh, days? Paul Bergner introduced me to the idea where you ask people to stay in a dark room, attempting to sleep or rest uh, for 12 consecutive hours uh, for three consecutive days. I love that. And yes. uh, it's How phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, here's the thing. So uh, if you can't go to sleep, uh, that's fine. You just lay there. Oh, you have to hold still for 12 no, hours? No, you don't. No. If you, no. Can't, if you can't go to sleep, uh, you can read a book. But yeah. no tech uh, in a relaxing environment mm-hmm. for 12 hours. And here's the second key. Give your body permission to rest as much as it wants yes. to. Yes. Right? Yes. So that well, in and of itself. Well, my cats love that. My cats, they probably put that idea in your head. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah. So but yeah. a three-day sleep challenge is difficult to, to do in it, your normal environment. It is. Right? It is. So uh, I kind of take that one step farther and I say, hey, how can you create space, not for a 12-hour sleep challenge, but for three days of like... Uh, no tech, no drama, no bullshit. Well, yes. I like those last two. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you how I do that. How do you do that? I send my family off camping. Okay. <laughs> and I stay home. Yeah. And I mean, a staycation. Yes. Absolutely. And I stay home. And yeah, I still have, you know, animals to tend to and, and things like that. But it gives me the space to really, you know, mm-hmm. I turn, I can turn off all the TV and everything. Mm-hmm. I stop checking Facebook and all the, the social media and all of that. Sometimes I will decide to listen to a lecture that's, and when I do that, it has to be very specific. Like I might listen to a lecture on Zen Buddhism, mm-hmm. something that's really going to, or, or yoga, you know, mm-hmm. yoga, yoga breathing or, or Vedic theory but it's got to be something that's really about getting my mind and myself to be quiet and then I just be you know and yeah I might still be knitting or something I might be in motion but if my focus is on being and not trying to accomplish a bunch of stuff it gives me space to breathe yeah um I've had uh, people get an Airbnb for 30 bucks a night to, That's in the same town, but yeah. not at their house, not yes. with their responsibilities, yes. with their family, you know? Yeah. My family is the least of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> I can hardly picture you being still long enough you know, just to do three it's days. scary. No. Yeah, no, just couldn't. Well, remember we went to the American Herbalist Guild conference. Oh, you had, and a then hard we time. had the meltdown. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm trying <laughs> to literally keep my clinic physically together. Right. Mm. Yeah. You just there's yeah. You have a hard time checking out. Well, they. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying please have a trauma whilst I am gone. Right. right. <laughs> you know? right. Well, I mean, the last time I left town. That I hadn't even flown out. I was at the airport and 
We have <laughs> Patrick's oh, already that? starting to laugh. We have I have pastures, as it were, in my little or I have city farm, right? So I'm, I'm tiny, but I have the front yard is fenced. The backyard has multiple, like three different fenced areas. And my big, huge black dog got through the little itty bitty goose gate, which we call the Bifrost, and went into the back with the goose and the ducks and the chickens who were out as they should be. And the ducks now call him the Black Terror. That was the day of the Black Terror. And the chickens ran off and they hid and the ducks got around him somehow and went to the front yard and our goose guarded the the passage and, wow. you know, scared the, ha- I'm not even out of the city yet. And already the farm's in a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. One of the ducks stopped laying eggs for a while, but you know, that we're good. You know, everybody survived and it's a colorful story. But gee whiz, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it feels like if you leave, everything will fall apart. I don't feel like yeah. I need to control it all. It just, like I, I, in the month of May, I will be gone for a week. Mm-hmm. And telling that to the people that I work with gave them significant pause. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's because there's a bunch of things that I do. And there isn't a bunch of people that will be doing those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then what? Life goes on. Mm-hmm. That's then what? Yeah. I mean, I uh, yeah. flew from North Carolina to Eugene and uh, went to the woods with Howie Brownstein. And not having cell service for 12 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of freaky, but... The first day, I went Tuesday for the first time, and uh, halfway through the day, I noticed and thought, like, why am I so, why is my stomach so tense? (laughs) Because uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, employees and students and family and all of those things, and uh, there wasn't a thing I could do about it. Yeah, right? And then I just... You have to let go. Let go. You have to trust. Sometimes you have to let go of the illusion of control. Yeah. To fully unwind and be in the present moment. Yeah. And uh, I know this, and I've taught this for years, uh, but still... Like yeah. I was in the woods for five or six hours without <laughs> right. even realizing that I was still holding on to this illusion seems. of control. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, then I went back today, and it was just uh, it was just miraculous. Yeah. And when was the last time you gave yourself permission to just go and lay down in the woods uh, and stare at the trees and the mm. sun filtering through? When was the last time you gave yourself permission mm-hmm. to let go of the responsibilities for everyone and everything else? And that's really that's what, what it's about. That's really what yeah. convalescing and recovering uh, is about. Yeah, it is. It is. I try to make those spaces in my life. I've been frustrated. I have to admit, you know, since the child hit high school, roughly. I found he it. He did hit harder. high school roughly. Yeah, he did. Well, let's not even go there. That's a whole other story. But ever since, you know, I, I I found it harder and harder. When he was younger, it was easy to send the guys off for you know a weekend or make space for myself. But life has gotten more and more complex, and I find it harder and harder. 
I do go out of my way to take, you know, certain times of the week. I'll, I'll give myself two hours on certain days, certain mornings. These are my two hours. I'm not checking Facebook or any of that stuff. I'm making space. And I usually pull out my journal and I start writing so that I can dump all the crap in my head out. And then I hit a point where it's like, quiet, you know. And that's, and I mean, to be, for me to be able to do that, I have to get everybody out of the house. Even if they're all just doing their own things, it's hard for me to let go of that responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, my son's always like, oh, you should just relax. I'm going to go out and hang out in the grotto. You don't have to be mom. I'm like, you're present. I'm mom. Mm -hmm. I can't seem to turn that off. I'm always responsible. So I need to get away from it completely Mm -hmm. so that I can just breathe and be me instead of be the role of what I've been. It's easy to confuse the role of what you do, mom, with who you are, Candace. Yeah, right. And when we don't take those costumes off and give ourselves time to breathe and be ourselves again, we can create a lot of damage. I mean, I know I have anyway. Well, <laughs> you know, in herbalism, we talk about, uh, I guess with any practice or practitioner, we talk about uh, creating space or holding space uh, yes. for our clients, yes. right? And we do this by making sure that they feel comfortable and safe and secure and uh, not holding judgment no matter mm-hmm. what happens, yep. right? Yes, yes. I wonder mm-hmm. if uh, the step beyond that is uh, helping teach our clients uh, to hold their own space. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean... What would life look like uh, if uh, we treated ourselves uh, yeah. with no judgment uh, and in safety and security the way that we treat our clients? And what would happen if we could teach them how to treat themselves that way? So that's what's been on my mind, and uh, I hope that I can eventually create uh, a place where this type of uh, care can be offered and safe can, you know, safe space can be held and uh, uh, people can then learn to hold it for themselves. Yeah, I would love to see that happen. Well, you got to come check out my place. I do. (laughs) Sounds like another retreat. Mm. (laughs) I think my herbalist said I must retreat. You're a low gap. Oh my gosh. Thank you so very much, Thomas. This has been a wonderful conversation. Yeah, yeah. it really has. Thank you all for having mm-hmm. me. How do people get a hold of you? Oh, uh, eclecticschoolofherbalmedicine.com, functionalherbalism.com. Uh, shoot me a message. Love okay. to hear from you. All right. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And as we always say, put an herb on it. <laughs> The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.